If you want to see the full video interviews of this podcast, visit yahoonews.com or find us on social media at Yahoo News. I'm Zainab Selby. Welcome to the Through Her Eyes podcast, where I'll explore current news from a woman's perspective. We see the world through her truth, through her defiance, through her grit. This is Through Her Eyes. How do you own your voice in a noisy and competitive world that tells you how to act and behave? Viola Davis is a woman who rose from poverty to celebrity and has become a powerful voice at a critical time for women. She began acting with her sisters as a little girl and never stopped, eventually getting scholarships to attend the famed Juilliard School in New York. But the 53-year-old would not hit it big until later in her career, when she was nominated in 2009 for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in the movie Doubt. My son needs some man to care about him and to see him through the way he wants to go. In 2017, she finally won an Academy Award for her role as Denzel Washington's wife in Fences. I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. Well, I've been standing with you. I've been right here with you, Troy. Viola is the first African-American actor to win the Triple Crown of Acting, a Tony, an Emmy, and an Oscar. Now, in addition to being a leading lady, Viola is fighting for change, encouraging more women to take on leadership roles in Hollywood and beyond. I stand in solidarity with all women who raise their hands because I know that it was not easy. Join us as we explore Hollywood and activism through the eyes of Viola Davis. I want to start with what's happening today in this moment of history. It is a divided moment. It is a tense moment. It is an angry moment. And as I think of your life, as I look at your life, you actually have carried that tension in your own personal narrative. How did you rise out of that anger of the injustice? Oh, my God. I don't necessarily feel like I'm out of the anger. I think that I've just channeled it differently. I think that at a certain point, you have to understand that you have to leave something in this life that's bigger than you. It is the only thing that makes your life worthwhile is to live a life of significance. And it's that understanding that makes me live my life differently. Viola has been candid about the intense poverty she experienced as a child. Growing up in Rhode Island, she describes living in a condemned house that was infested with rats and often not having enough food to eat. The one thing that I learned when I was poor, and this is something that people just need to say out loud, okay, is that you are invisible. Nobody sees you because you have access to nothing. People feel like you're the one who's caused your, your fate, that it's only the people who have the money, who have the swagger. When you don't have that, you're nobody. How did you get out of 
that darkness into the light, into the dream, into the possibilities of becoming who you are. I see the diff two things, okay? Number one, there's a difference between having a goal and having a purpose. It's a vision for a future that is living a life that is heroic. The other part of it is understanding your mortality, that you have a dash of time, and what do you want to do? How do you want to run this leg of your race? I want to go to your own, the child of Viola herself, because I have a picture of you. Oh, my God. And I understand yes. that it's the only picture you have. That's the only, only picture. Yep. What message you have for that girl? I have a message for that girl. I actually have one. Right. And there's two. She's always with me. I always feel like um, I have to honor her because she was... She's who I am. So I always have to honor her when she says, um, I'm hungry, I'm hurt, I'm alone, this is what I need. But I also, I have to say, it's like someone said, can you allow that girl to sit down with you and be so excited about the 53-year-old she gets to become? You know, that I want to tell her that she's a survivor. And that was a cute outfit, by she the way. She was very cute. Let me tell you something. That and outfit as, right there, as the I woman felt today like I was is cute. Dialing. I just love it. And you have come a long way from that. And you have an, a daughter. So how much has America changed from the life you grew up in to the life your daughter is growing up in? You know, does the privilege that she has today protect her or not? If I were to be really, really honest, Please nothing do. can protect you. Life is hard. I, there is no way I can describe how hard it's going to be for her. I don't care how much money she has, okay? People are going to die. People are going to get sick. You're going to get hurt. You're going to fail. You're going to succeed. There's going to be failure in the success. Everything. You know the biggest lesson I can give to her, and I wish I could give you something more snazzier. I'm always going to love her. I'm always going to love her no matter who she is, no matter what she is. And I think that there's a lot that you could do in your life when you know that you're loved. Viola is now more in charge of her career than ever, with roles like Annalise Keating in How to Get Away with Murder and redefining what it means to be sexy in Hollywood. You're taking on roles that are showing the complexities of yeah. being not only a woman, a black woman, a middle-aged woman as well. Absolutely. You know, it's a famous acting teacher once said, uh, Sanford Meisner, he said the most important question you can ask as an artist is why. And I think that's the most important question you can ask as a person is why. Why do I have to be lighter than a paper bag in order to be sexualized? Why do I have to have a lighter voice? Why do I have to be younger? Why can't I be exactly who I am and be as complicated as I am? I reject everything anyone ever said about me or anyone who, who has ever looked like me. I'm all things, everything. Um, that's what I want to interject out there. A year ago, you gave an interview and you said they call you the black Meryl Streep, <laughs> but that they don't pay you like Meryl Streep. Mm. Has that changed? Well, I've changed. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a part of me that feels like it's not ladylike to talk about your pay, with, with me anyway. We get paid an awful lot of money. Right. I, I really want to emphasize mm. that. And 
I absolutely acknowledge the change. I would be a fool not to acknowledge the Black Panther, the the Ryan Kuglers, the Jordan Peels, the number of Black women, especially who have production companies. But it hasn't stopped yet. More change needs to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep moving. I am speaking today, not just for the Me Too's, because I was a Me Too. But when I raise my hand, I am aware of all the women who are still in silence. In the speech you gave on the Women's March, mm-hmm. you talked about what's happening uh, to women of color, particularly the division right now is happening yeah. among white women and women of color generally. What message do you have for white women who want to reach out and who want to understand and who want to adjust and change? To get to know me. Mm. Know that my my journey is different than your journey, but we're in it together. We really are. When someone is suffering through something, you got to take it very personally. But sometimes privilege is seen very differently. Sometimes, for instance, beauty and how femininity is seen, the sort of damsel in distress and the woman that needs to be saved sometimes does not have the face of a woman of color. There's a saying that goes, we see things as we are, we do not see things as they are. And what I hear from you is see things as they are. Yes, absolutely, as they are. And I think that once you're educated about anything, I think your perspective changes. In her mission to lead a life of significance, Viola is using her talents on a variety of projects, most recently, lending her voice to a new documentary about diabetes called A Touch of Sugar, a story that hits close to home for the award-winning actress. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with prediabetes. When I was diagnosed with prediabetes, I went to the doctor just for a hormone test, and I found out my A1C was high. I didn't have any symptoms. I just was stopped. Was Any... Thing that makes me feel like I'm not going to be around for my daughter scares me mm. because I've seen my whole family suffer from this disease. I saw a great aunt die from it, her legs amputated, and she lived for decades in a wheelchair, and she just had the sugar. She just sort of accepted her fate, as did my grandmother. I said, you know, am I just going to have the same fate as my aunt? not knowing that there's a way to manage and live with the disease. And And that is connected to poverty directly. Well, it is connected to Mm -hmm. poverty and it's not connected to poverty. You have 30 million adults who are living with diabetes Mm -hmm. and 84 million living with prediabetes. And it's across the board. Listen, African-Americans, Hispanics Mm -hmm. um, suffer from it, but you have... People very wealthy, middle class, poor people, Mm -hmm. everything. It's just in food. With poor people, it's food deserts. Mm -hmm. It's people who don't have access to fresh foods, to organic foods. They don't have the money. (laughs) You know, um, they don't have the information. A lot of people don't have health care providers, you know, when you're poor. So that's how that disease has affected people who are impoverished. Mm -hmm. And that's another conversation. Well, thank you so much. What an honor and a privilege, truly, to speak with you 
the a, a courageous voice, but also an inspiring voice in this moment. Oh, history. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Through Her Eyes. For more thought-provoking interviews, subscribe to our podcast. You can also watch the full video interviews on yahoonews.com.